take a deep breath Take the higher road That's what they always say As if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself Cause life ain't just a dream You make your own So kick and scream The people will like With a never ending force You never had the chance So what you waiting for The day has come my friend Cause this is war I recently watched an excellent documentary from Epic Times called uh, The Final War, The 100-Year Plot to Defeat America. I couldn't help but think about how unprepared we are as a nation to defend ourselves when the boots finally hit the ground and World War III breaks out. I'm predicting that our healthcare leaders' inability to get their heads out of the sand is going to make the handling of the 2020 pandemic look like a Super Bowl win. I feel like what we're risking by allowing current leadership to lead us blindly down this cliff is gonna result in losses on a scale never before seen in our generation. People may not like to hear that, but if we don't start coming up with a plan together on our own as citizens and taking matters into our own hands, Americans are gonna be at risk of suffering a defeat that we will not be able to recover from. Welcome to Nurses Out Loud. I am your host, Nurse April. Here's a sobering reminder of how much we have to lose if we can't get this right. I'm going to read a quote from Albert Einstein I heard recently. I know not with what weapons World War III will be fought, but World War IV will be fought with sticks and stones. As a quick reminder, you can send me or any of the Nurses Out Loud hosts an email directly by going to America Out Loud. Our website um, is under the show Nurses Out Loud. And then you can go on there and share any information you have. Send us an email. Tell us things that you want to talk about, you want us to talk about, or if you have any information you want to share, um, it can be anonymous. We will protect your identity if you want that, because we all are aware that we are currently not living in a free and fair society. So um, I wanted to ask if you guys heard about the U.S. military finally removing vaccine mandates after failing to meet their recruiting goals again this year. So not only are we not recruiting enough, but we forced out a significant number of trained forces due to the completely unnecessary mandates. And then to pour salt in the wound, we have lost troops who've suffered from vaccine injuries. In the show notes, I'm gonna include a link to a movie I really want you all to watch if you haven't seen it already. And it's called Died Suddenly. In that movie, you will hear from a military doctor who reports on the massive increases in military deaths and injuries being covered up by our government. Now, when you go to pull it up and look it up online, it's going to have all kinds of warnings and the top articles are going to be talking about how it was disinformation. Please ignore the labels. Consider it a sign that they are on to the truth. And I will try to include within the show notes. Maybe I can't, but I'm going to try and include a link to some pictures that I took personally from a blood sample. This blood sample came from someone close to me who was vaccinated twice with Pfizer. Myself, along with two other nurses, a former lab tech and an engineer examined multiple blood smears we took from vaccinated and unvaccinated blood. 
we had been seeing and hearing about images coming up from people all over the world showing these unidentified objects and clotting patterns that were being seen consistently on these uh, smears under the microscope. And this was coming from um, vaccinated individuals. So I am the type of person who doesn't like to be manipulated and lied to. I don't want someone to make a fool of me and have me believing something that turns out to be false. So if I can, I like to find out for myself. I want to see it with my own eyes. And my friends are the same way. So we bought a microscope off of Amazon and decided to look for ourselves. So we talked to someone that we knew was vaccinated because all of us had not been vaccinated. We all um, pushed back when they had those mandates come out. But someone that I knew that was close to me was and she was willing to let us sample her blood. So she came over and we all gave samples and looked under the microscope. And what we saw looked so very similar to what you'll see in this movie, but on a microscopic level. So when I saw these samples first, and I saw samples of this come out last year, I believe it was, we, we depending on where you get your news sources from, you this may be new to you or this may be something that you are already familiar with so i was already familiar with these abnormal looking clots and as soon as i saw them they immediately reminded me of what i saw and have pictures of so i will try my best to find a way to share that with you the listener and you can look at it and decide for yourself if what you're seeing is um you know is similar to what they talk about in this movie but uh, I want to go back to say that if there's a significant number of soldiers, healthcare workers, and police who have been injured from these vaccines, it begs the question, how prepared are we as a nation to defend ourselves from the looming, looming global threats that are constantly um, like a cloud looming over us? The, and, and to say this, and I know we have, I mean, we typically, people who are listening to this show, are fully aware of the headlines and the news and what's going on. But for those of um, my audience who are not familiar with the plans that there that people in other places of the globe have the intentions of taking over our our nation and creating this global alliance, this new one world order, it is out there. It's not a secret. They have not been coy about their plans. And so I've been looking at this all under the lens of what we in healthcare can do and how they're coming after our system and what that means, what the implications are to a society of people who are really depending on us. So if the world, if the war is going to come to our soil, will the healthcare providers be able to stand in the gap, especially if we're lacking the number of soldiers that we will need? And, and if it's on our soil, if, if war comes to our soil, they're gonna need help taking care of the wounded. Now, I don't wanna hear people say that that's never gonna happen because if you think that, then you've been completely missing the most obvious clue, the clues. Like, for example, um, I was watching an interview back in 2020 with Patrick Bet David, and he interviewed Yunmi Park, who escaped from North Korea when she was like 14. And she has told her story on many platforms for the last several years, but there was a really crucial point that hit me like a ton of bricks. So I'm going to read some quotes that she said in this interview, and I encourage you all to go and watch it for yourselves. I will include a link for all of the things that I talk about in the show notes. 
But here is what she said. She said, everything was brainwashing in schools. Like even like learning math was like, there are four American bastards. You kill two of them. Then how many left are there to kill? It's like a five to six year old, you say, two American bastards. And then the game that you play, you play with tanks and your teacher asks, why did you build this tank? And we would say, I build this tank so I can kill our enemies and be loyal to our dear leader. Another quote, she said, or we would build a snowman and we would bring hot boiling water, pour it on top of the snowman. And that snowman, we make like American monster. And we say, hey, American enemies are gone. She said, in North Korea, there is no concept of minor. Even at five years old, you had to see public executions. I never knew Americans were warm-blooded humans. They said they were like monsters. When Patrick Bet David asked Yemeni, how do you go about addressing this challenge going on in North Korea? He was asking her, what, what did she think that we could do um, as a nation, because there's this big, huge threat that they will start, you know, dropping missiles and, and bombs and, you know, this whole war would break out. And she said, so North Korea only exists because of Ch the Chinese Communist Party. No country in the world can have trade with North, North Korea because it was banned by the UN resolution. China does go against the resolution by aiding the regime. The Communist Party sponsors dictatorship in North Korea. The one thing that will change North Korea is cutting the oil. If you stop giving them oil, how will they test the missiles? How will they build the missiles? China keeps giving them oil, so North Korea keeps building missiles and advancing their military weapons. That is why so many people don't know what a threat Chinese Communist Party and North Korea is to the world. I believe we have to look at North Korea as a massive human weapon system being developed with the sole purpose of dropping boots on the ground of, on the grounds of U.S. soil with the intent of destroying Americans by any means necessary. Think about it like this, too. Biden's administration has been selling our strategic oil reserves to China. China, who is giving oil to North Korea. Have you guys been hearing the news this week about the global network of Chinese secret police stations in over 53 different nations? There was an article, two more secret CCP police stations discovered in LA, New York, and New York. A nonprofit group has discovered 48 new overseas police stations with ties to China's communist regime, including two previously unknown facilities in Los Angeles and New York City. The newly identified sites are among more than 100 police outposts that are spread across uh, 53 nations. The facilities have been used by the Chinese Communist Party to carry out an illicit campaign of transnational repression. So let's assume for the sake of the argument that there is a myriad of reasons for the CCP police presence on American soil, one of which is to prepare for an impending invasion. From a defensive strategic standpoint, let's look at our current state of military readiness to shine a light on some weak links that I believe are in our system. Now, I take clues from everywhere. I comb through headlines, I watch movies, 
TV shows, I listen to lyrics and music, pay attention to corporate policies that I see across different industries. And I just look for crumbs that point to what's coming next. And I can say I have accurately predicted a lot of events years before they happen by using these clues to guide me. I know they use these platforms very effectively to spread their message to their members. And I noticed this a long time ago. They, they tell us what they plan on doing before they do it. I'm not the first person to say this. I won't be the last person to say this. But this week, someone mentioned this due to a, a book. Somebody had mentioned this whole telling us what they're going to do before they do it. And they, they said it was a practice in Satanism called karmic retribution, which means that they won't be punished if they tell you what they're planning to do before they do it and you decide to go along with it anyway. On the flip side, if they don't tell you and you do something that causes you harm, then it's their fault and they'll suffer retribution. So for an example, if they tell you that a medication is poisonous and then you go ahead and take that medication and you die, then it's like you committed suicide and it's not their fault. But if they don't tell you that the medication is poisonous and you take it and you die, then it's their fault. Now, I don't fully understand it. I don't know much of anything about Satanism. I don't know what their beliefs are and their rules are. And, I'm, and I started to look into it further to see if I could find more information. And I just really scratched the surface. I, I definitely plan on digging deeper into that because I do believe, I believe in God. And I believe that a lot of what I am seeing happen globally is, is coming from the Bible. We were warned, and I see these things that were listed in the Bible coming to life, coming to a theater near you. So I'm not going to just blow it off like that's not a thing. I really do think that we need to be careful, and we also need to keep our eyes open and looking for the clues. So with this particular source um, who first started talking about this and has kind of made its way around the news cycle. And some people do not like this person at all. Some people agree with a lot of what he says. I mean, he, he is a pretty interesting character to say the least, but regardless of the right reliability of that particular source. And of course, again, I'll include a link to it. If you aren't paying attention and looking into every crack and crevice, you will miss the warnings. I don't care where they come from. And, and they may come from somebody who is normally telling a lie. Every now and again, they're going to tell the truth and they're dropping hints. So please don't ignore them. So some more things I saw in this week's headlines. And at work, I'm seeing the same thing. So I know this is absolutely true. There was an article I came across that said, Supply chain shortages on a scale never before seen by most working in healthcare today. So there have been antiviral, antibiotic shortages, which have complicated already difficult virus season. There was an article that talked about how the volume of back orders is unprecedented, says WVU Medicine Materials Management Director. So I want to I want to read a little from that article. It says, from tracheostomy tubes and syringes to amoxicillin and dozens of other drugs, medical supply chains are hindered by ongoing issues to access raw materials and enough staff. Quote, I've been doing this for about 25 years, 
Brian Labuda, WVU Medicine Director of Enterprise Materials Management, told the State Journal. I would say this is unprecedented. Obviously, there's always back orders and things like this, but in my career, I've never seen the volume and the variety of back orders. That's 100% due to the pandemic, which turned into labor shortages as well. So, end quote. Fine. If he says it's pandemic related, let's remember this. The pandemic originated in a lab. When you evaluate the genomic sequences of COVID-19 and compare it to existing data from years ago, you're going to see the number of matching segments proves it was not a natural phenomenon. Biologic warfare was unleashed on the globe, and for some unlikely reason, the preeminent American healthcare system fared worse than any other developed nation. Was that by design? In my opinion, it absolutely was. Uh, let me explain to you that I'm working from a very specific premise, and that is that leaders within our nation sold us to the highest bidder many years ago. Whether that is the truth or not, it is the way that I have developed a theory. So I believe they're preparing to move out and hand the keys over to the new owners. My belief is that a part of the deal that they negotiated allowed them to extract as much wealth from the citizens in this country in exchange for the domestic terrorism they would use to weaken us as a nation before they finally flee this country. Now think about it. If we hate each other, we will not fight to defend one another. We will watch as people die right in front of our eyes and cheer their deaths on, almost like the North Koreans have been trained to do. Almost like what you saw during this entire pandemic when the vaccine rollout happened. And you saw so many people who were cheering on the deaths of the unvaccinated. They have created such a crucial divide in our country they have created a level of hate and disdain for one another that I do not see how we will be able to come together as a nation and fight against our enemies with that type of hatred. So when I'm looking at government, hospital, insurance companies, marketing, media tech, all the, all the different policies, I'm looking for signs of collusion from the executive level because I really believe they're the ones being used as puppets to run this whole globalist agenda. Now, if you missed last week's show, it's now on podcast. You can listen on any of your favorite plat platforms. Just look up America Out Loud to find our show, Nurses Out Loud. On that show, I detailed how our healthcare system is experiencing such a major staffing crisis that it will inevitably destabilize our nation. And if we don't address it immediately, know that our enemies are fully aware of our weaknesses and they will exploit those weaknesses to our detriment. So what do we have? We have staffing shortages, physical injuries from the vaccine, moral injuries from how the whole entire pandemic was handled, We've got deficits in training. We're putting people who are brand new, uh, just fresh out of school, who, who had limited training while they were in school. We're putting them straight to work. We're not giving them the amount of training and resources that they need to be really successful, which is causing them to have an incredibly difficult transition. A lot of them are leaving. 
And why this all matters from a war standpoint is that it tells our enemies we will not be able to handle an attack on our soil, neither physically with boots on the ground or with any other biologic that's released through the air or water supply or in some genetically modified foods that they are feeding us. If some pharmaceuticals are you know, being pushed out there and they're not being properly vetted and not being properly studied, which we know far too well is the case, um, they can easily cripple us. They can easily take down the American nation. In that previous um, episode, I, I had read from one particular um, article and it's uh, entitled U.S. Medical System Collapsing After Mass Exodus of Doctors and Nurses. So I just want to remind people, and when you're looking at this and reading this from the viewpoint that I described to you, which is one of, okay, we are under attack and what are things that they're doing, people within our own country, enemies in our own country, what are they doing to cripple us? So here it says, Physicians experienced the largest loss with 117,000 professionals leaving the workforce in 2021, followed by nurse practitioners with 53,295 departures and physician assistants with 22,704 departures. About 22,000 physical therapists also left the healthcare workforce and 15,500 licensed clinical social workers according to a report from commercial intelligence company, Definitive Healthcare. Among physician specialties, the biggest declines were seen within internal medicine, family practice, and emergency medicine fields. Like clinicians and registered nurses, providers in these three specialties frequently worked on the front lines during the pandemic, risking exposure and facing many of the same pressures and stressors as described earlier. The report authors wrote, in 2021, 15,000 internal medicine doctors left the workforce, followed by 13,015 providers who left family practice, 10,874 who left clinical psychology. Now, I want you all, listeners, to know these providers didn't just leave. They were forced out. They aren't allowing reporters to talk about the number of providers who were forced to leave due to vaccine mandates because they don't want to take the blame for this massive shortfall. Also, there's this significant number of providers who are no longer working due to the vaccine injuries. And I will be talking to one nurse in particular because I want you to hear her story. It's an incredible story and it will really open your eyes to see that, that these, the underreporting and um, not talking to these people to understand why they're no longer in the healthcare system isn't going to help. I say it now, and I will continue to say it until it's being widely reported because we will not fix the cracks in the system until we're honest about what caused the cracks in the first place. Now, let's see how they're using confusion as a form of attack on our healthcare system. Policy changes, they're occurring so fast and so furious but they lack dependable data that has been subjected to open discussions and honest peer review conducted openly and freely without fear of reprisal. Think about the law that was just passed in California, where if physicians say anything against the vaccine, they risk losing their license, their medical license. How can you openly have honest discussions about scientific matters 
if you speak out and it's a threat of losing your livelihood. And so what's happening is a lot of information that, that's being offered to the public hasn't been properly vetted. And, and it's really, they say, oh, this is the consensus of the medical community. Well, I mean, if you were to look at everyone saying that they agree, but if you looked behind them and you saw they had a gun at their backs, is that truly consensus? Does everyone really truly agree? I mean, we're seeing what they're doing to physicians like Dr. Peter McCullough, where they're attacking them, they're trying to strip them of their, their licenses and their certifications and all of the things that they worked so hard for that they have used to care for so many patients. And, and there, there are doctors all over the country who are suffering and having to go through this completely unwarranted attack. Nurses who are being brought before the board of nursing, let me tell you, that our boards of nursing have basically told us this is the party line you either stick to the party line or you lose your license you choose i'm going to talk some more on the other side of this break because we really really need to expose what's going on and really start to talk about how we prepare ourselves for what looks to be an impending world war three It's time in this is world. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. The spirit of American liberty and justice is woven into the soul of America Out Loud. We are the voice of a nation, the American nation, that is. This is Malcolm Out Loud. I invite you back to AmericaOutloud.com, where the fight for liberty and justice continues. America Out Loud Talk Radio. For 40 years, alarmists have been warning of a climate catastrophe, yet none of their dire predictions have come true. 
Temperatures have not soared, sea level rise has not been unusual, and extreme weather events have not increased in either frequency or intensity. In short, there is no climate emergency. For 15 years, the International Climate Science Coalition has led the call for climate realism and a Made in America climate plan, a plan based on real science that responds to the real world needs of Americans, supports economic growth, and strengthens our essential infrastructure, a plan that protects the environment and ensures that Americans can enjoy the blessings of clean air, clean land, and clean water for generations to come. It's time to put ideology and pseudoscience aside. It's time for a sensible climate plan. For more information or to donate, visit our website, icsc-climate.com. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. It's time and this is so like I said, they're using confusion to attack us in our healthcare system. We've got policies that are coming through that are not supported by science. And one of the ways that they're able to get away with this is that the pace in which we work in healthcare is so overwhelming that the vast majority of providers do not have time to stay up to date on the latest research. Very few are even qualified to be able to evaluate the data critically to even know if these studies are designed appropriately. So if you've got people who are making medical decisions for patients and they haven't had an opportunity to really take a long, hard look at the data and examine it and then have a discourse amongst their colleagues, then how do you know if the data hasn't been manipulated? How do you know if the data can be replicated in, in real world? So what we see is these policies coming out for instance, I was um, working the other day and I overheard um, talk about a patient who had been admitted into the hospital for uh, COVID. Uh, and they said that infectious disease had started her on remdesivir and Paxlovid. I almost fell out of my chair. I was like, wait a minute, why are we still using these drugs? I couldn't believe that they, and, and the thing is that the, the people that I was listening to are very smart, very, very good, very well qualified in their field. But what I also know is that they are very busy. All of the providers that I work around are extremely busy. They are being stretched so thin and they barely have time to stay up with their charting, let alone do their, um, you know, read their journal articles and go over research and make sure that the research is plausible and that it's applicable to their patients. I mean, it is time for us as a nation to go back to medical school or to go to medical school. I truly believe that if we were to start educating children when they're very, very young, 
Children are like sponges, right? And one of the things that's so difficult about healthcare is understanding the language. It's like speaking a whole new language. So if we teach children the language of healthcare, they will be fluent when they get older. And then maybe people won't be able to pull the wool over their eyes as easily. They'll be able to navigate within the healthcare system and it'll be less likely that they'll be manipulated. I know that children can learn anatomy and become advanced anatomists by the time that they graduate from high school if we gave them the opportunity. So I'm for sure working toward that because I think that is so important to fix the problems because one of the beauties of the internet is that we can learn anything. We can learn how to do anything. And so we no longer have this wall or this barrier up that we used to have where we just had to trust that the doctors were going to tell us the right thing for us. There was a time when I think that they did because they had time. They weren't rushed. They weren't having to double and triple book patients, give patients five minutes of time. I mean, with very complex medical issues going on and, and they honestly just do not have the time to really give them because of the mandates, because of you know, this business model that we work in. So if, if the doctors don't have time to become experts, then we are going to have to really take that into our own hands. So start doing your research and start looking at articles, start learning how to read and decipher the articles that you come across. It takes time. Yes. You, it's like going back to school, but if your life depends on it or the life of those that you love, I say, get to it. And here, we're here to help you. We're going to have classes. We're going to all learn together because we as nurses are still learning. Doctors are still learning. And at this point, there's no other way to reestablish trust within our communities unless we come to a table and sit down and talk openly. Now, here's another area where I feel like they are just piling on to the healthcare system. And I think it's purposeful. So we've got these, um, the financial instability. Yes, some hospitals are still turning a profit, but not very many of them. So last week I, I talked about how HCA turned a $1.13 billion net profit for the third quarter this year. Unfortunately, most hospitals are losing. And here's an article that I came across. It says, hospitals are losing billions to rising costs, denials, and takebacks. Many hospitals and health systems are facing their toughest financial year in decades as they simultaneously address revenue and expense issues with rising costs, payer denials, and takebacks, costing them billions of dollars. So where does this lead us? If you haven't already started to look at this entire attack on society as a strategic game in a war room, I'm, I'm imploring you to please start to look at it like a game and I want you to know that you, my friends, like me, we're all on the defensive. And it's time for us to start to push back and reverse course. You, my friends, like me, are on the defensive. Let's start to push back and reverse course and see if, if there is a chance for us to change this and change the end of this story before it's too late. Their agenda is only going to work if we participate 
and delivering our freedom into their hands. Do you ever think about that? For instance, these mandates are only effective if we, the people, enforce them on each other. I felt like the pandemic was the perfect opportunity for healthcare providers to take back control of the healthcare system. And I was excited about that. I thought, here's our chance. We can take back control because during the pandemic, people needed us. They didn't need the executives. They didn't need anybody in the C-suite. They needed doctors and nurses and respiratory therapists and lab techs and and we, they needed the nursing techs and they needed the x-ray techs. They needed us to take care of them. They need the pharmacists. They did not need management. So we really could have turned things around, but instead it was like every man for themselves. Everyone got scared. And instead of coming together, we separated and divided, we fall. And that's exactly what happened. We lost, but we don't have to lose again. Once people wake up and open their eyes to realize that we have the power, we come together. If a law is unethical, unfair, why are we following them? Why are the police and the military enforcing laws that shouldn't be enforced? We are in a war. It is time to make some changes, changes that I never thought I would experience in my lifetime. But at this point, I feel like if we don't look at everything that's happening as our last chance to try to get it right, the next generation will not have freedom. not just the next generation, this generation. There is a quote, let me see if I can think. It's like, I would rather die standing than live on my knees. I, I am one of those. I am a fighter. I, I cannot just take it lying down. I can't just shut my mouth. It's funny, I once had a manager who told me, she used to pull me in the office and I worked for this hospital and we were opening. It was a brand new hospital. And I was there at the, as we were opening and there were things that we, uh, the staff wanted to change, things that we didn't like, things that we felt were important. And we, we wanted to tell this to management. So we would have these staff meetings and I, for some reason, was always the one bringing these things up. And I would find that I would bring something up and I'd look around and it's like, where is everybody? Like, why isn't anybody backing me up on this? We were all just talking about it. And at one point, my manager pulled me into the office and told me that I cannot be the voice for the unit because what happens is that it makes me look bad. It makes it looked like I'm the one who's always complaining, but everyone else is fine. And for some reason, 
I just couldn't not heed that advice. I have not been able to shut my mouth. Like if people are complaining about something, I'm like, okay, let's talk about it. Let's tell the people who have the power to change things. So right now, I want to talk to you guys. I want to know what you all think. What are you seeing? Are there signs that I'm not even aware of that we all need to be aware of? Are there clues that we're missing? Because remember, this is something that will only happen if whistleblowers start to come out. Just like what happened with Jody. When Jody came out on Project Veritas and I saw her interview, my goodness, I cried. I cried because it was like I was so proud of her. I was so sad for what I was seeing. And I completely understood and could empathize with the struggle and the courage that she had to have to do what she did. First of all, I don't like attention. I don't like people taking pictures of me. I don't like being on video. I don't even really like to be like talking in front of a crowd of people. I don't like it. But I push myself to do it because I feel like it's important to get a message across. So what Jody did to me was incredible because she went in front of the world. She risked everything to tell people what was going on. When I first agreed to start doing this show, I was scared. I think we all were. Because the reality is now we're starting to speak on a global platform and you never know who's going to hear you. And you never know what they want to do to you. But at the same time, I recognize like what what God said in the Bible was not to be afraid of man who can harm the body, but be afraid of God who can who can take everything. I can't be afraid of man who can't do anything to my soul. People during the pandemic were so afraid of dying that they were willing to take this vaccine without knowing whether or not it was safe. And they could not understand why there were those of us who were willing to risk our lives by not taking the vaccine. And one thing that I try to explain to people, and this is the reason why it's so important to allow people freedom and autonomy to make healthcare decisions for themselves. It's because you do not know where a person is mentally and spiritually and where they stand. For me, I am not afraid to die. So they could not use that to scare me into submission because I'm not afraid of it. But for those who are, it worked beautifully. Unfortunately, for them, they were tricked and there are ramifications and repercussions they'll have to live with. And I, and I hate that because I will say most of the people that I love fell for it. The vast majority of the people that I love, even my own child. So we who are unvaccinated, do not wish harm on the vaccinated at all because we need you to know that we are going to suffer if you suffer. 
because we love you. I encourage everyone to take time to get into the word, to really read the word and look for clues because they're all throughout the Bible. So many things that are happening right now have happened in the past. The end of this story has happened repeatedly in the Bible, and the Bible is there for our learning and our teaching. And so for people who are really, really unsure of how to to look at things that are happening and occurring in our society right now, please go read your Bible because God is telling us what we need to do. Right now, we are in a war with spiritual beings. There are principalities that we are at war with. It is not man that we're fighting. And if we're going to be in a war, in a spiritual war, we have to fight it with spiritual weapons. In order for us to avoid being manipulated by Satan, we have to know the word of God and use the word of God. It is a sword. We can't fight physically against spiritual entities. So please, 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 the way that they were able to get us to this point is by stripping us of our religion. America was a religious nation. America had problems. Everyone has problems, but America has been working toward overcoming the challenges. I truly believe that America was a very special country, very different. And one of the reasons is because we were founded on Christian values, because we wanted to serve God. And when we started to strip the nation of that God that was the foundation, we started to see things like this, things that we're currently enduring, the things that we're seeing, we wouldn't be happening right now if it wasn't for the elimination of religion beliefs. And in, if we as a nation do not start to fight back and push back, this is not a war we will be able to win. In healthcare, we have to start training and we have to start training the general public because if there is a massive war on our land and people are injured, there's not enough of us to take care of all of the injured. So we are going to have to make first responders out of our neighbors and our family and our friends. We need to start doing hands-on training. We need to start doing emergency preparedness. We need to look at, you know, how do you respond in an emergency? How do you control hemorrhage? What if someone is stabbed or has a gunshot wound? What are things that we can do to be able to care for one another if our health, if our healthcare system crashes? If we're overrun and overburdened and there's not a room left in the hot in the hotel, then what? 
And I'm saying the hotel, but it's the hospital. You know, sometimes people treat it like a hotel. But what do you do? Do you let people die? I mean, really, truly change the way you're seeing our current environment, what's going on. Learn how to care for your family. Make sure you're prepared with the things that you need. You see that there are shortages of antibiotics. There are shortages of medications. Do you have what you need? If you are, for instance, um, a diabetic or an asthmatic or an epileptic, do you have medications to last you for several months in case the supply chain crashes, in case you cannot get access to these drugs that you need? Please do not put your faith in the healthcare system that it will always be there for you because there's a chance that it may not. There's a chance that the supply chain disruptions will become so egregious that we cannot get access to very critical medications and tools that we need to save lives. So prep. I used to think that it was crazy for people to do that. I thought that they were weird, but with everything that I've been seeing and hearing and witnessing, I have changed my mind about all of that. I believe it is so very important for us to learn how to live off the land again, to learn how to find that um, our medicine is in our food. Really, really relearn what it means to care for yourself without having a healthcare system that you can depend on or rely on. One of the things that I found interesting was that, you know, there was a lot of talk about how ivermectin was effective in treating COVID. And if you ask me, it was. From my own personal experience, it truly helped. It helped me. It helped my family. My brother got COVID and I thought I was going to go to his funeral. He was so sick and dying. And it wasn't until he finally started taking the ivermectin that he took a turn for the better. I truly thought he was going to die. So one of the things that I find interesting is that ivermectin comes from a natural source. Understanding that God has put our medicine throughout nature and it doesn't require a science lab. Why is it that we have all of these warning labels that come up when it comes to vitamins and we can't make claims about vitamins being effective at treating disorders or you know treating diseases we can't say that because there's no evidence or there hasn't been research but why haven't we researched the things that are natural why are they allowed to manipulate the message so much that we can't even tell people take vitamin D. How important was it that people take vitamin D during COVID? And they didn't tell us that. And a lot of people died because they did not have adequate levels of vitamin D. Again, when you're looking at it from a war standpoint, that's a strategy. You keep people afraid, which we know stress kills the body. It destroys the immune system. So they kept the death ticker going. And then you keep people in the house so they're not getting fresh air and sunlight, which what happens to your vitamin D levels when you're not getting the sun, right? 
They don't tell us to eat better. And most of the people who died from COVID had multiple comorbidities and were obese. How come nobody was demanding that that fast food restaurants stop serving food that was killing us? So we're putting doctors out of business and we're stripping them of their licenses and uh, not allowing pharmacists to fill prescriptions for ivermectin because why? Because ivermectin is an extremely safe drug. But we're not telling the liquor stores to shut down. We're not telling McDonald's or any of these fast food restaurants to stop serving us poisons. So, you know, I, there's a quote that I love, um, two quotes. My dad told me this when I was a little girl. He said, a little powder and a little paint will make it look like what it ain't. And the other quote that I love that has stuck with me came from Batman Begins back in, I think, 2005. And she said, it's not who you are underneath. It's what you do that defines you. So here we are, we have this healthcare system, we have this government that's telling us that we want what's best for you, we're trying to protect you, that's what they say, but what do they do? Well, they create policies and tell us to use medications that have been shown in studies to be lethal. They prevent us from using drugs that have been shown to be safe. They create studies, they falsify studies, to make it look like certain drugs are not safe when they actually are. They falsify data. They hide data. They refuse to allow people to have free and fair conversations, discussions. They will spend billions and billions and billions of dollars on these vaccines but people who can't get access to their insulin who literally die because they don't have insulin they won't do anything for them they won't regulate the pharmaceutical industries to make them decrease the cost they won't produce it themselves so that it can be a service that we give to citizens for free when they could it's not under patent so what they say versus what they do always remember that and look at them and see if they align. And then if they do not align, then question the motives, question the intent and start to look at it from a strategic standpoint. Remember, this is a game. Life is a game. There are winners and there are losers. Right now, it seems like we have been on the losing side because we refuse to see life in that manner. But if we're honest and we start saying, you know what, we've been in a war. This war looks very different than any war we have ever been told about. We're using a type of warfare that wasn't written about in history books. There's technology. We have hackers now. We have the ability to cut people off from their money if they say or do anything we don't like. We have biologic warfare happening where labs are releasing viruses onto the global population 
that's killing us. We have pharmaceutical companies creating drugs that are killing us. They put them on the market. They sell as many as they can. And then when it's found out that it's killing people, they take it off the market after they've made billions of dollars in profits. And we have a government who's allowing it, who's enabling it. We have been at war. Open your eyes and decide how you want to handle this. Do you want to fight back? Because the only way they win is if we let them. I say we fight back. Thanks for listening to Nurses Out Loud. Our show will be on air Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. with an encore at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Shows go to podcast typically a day or two after the broadcast is heard on talk radio. You can listen on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, and more. If you subscribe and rate the show on Apple Podcasts, it helps us spread the word far and wide. So please do us a favor, subscribe and rate the show. Our lineup is awesome. And if you haven't gotten a chance, please listen to my friends Monday through Friday. I promise you, everyone's show has been so good. We are dropping truth truth bombs you don't want to miss. Everyone, Mondays, you're going to hear from me, Nurse April. Tuesdays, you've got Nurse Cammie and Nurse Emily. Wednesdays, Nurse Kimberly. Thursdays, you get to spend time with Nurse Michelle. And then Fridays, you have the Nurse Jody O'Malley. We are all speaking out unabashed and unafraid to challenge the narrative and fulfill our mission, which is to shine a light into the darkness. It's time and-